Hi, I'm Craig Lance. I'm Will Davison. I'm Mark Winterbottom. I'm Greg Murphy. We're the Forex Angels, and you're listening to the VA Insiders. It's your weekly dose of V8 news on the V8 Insiders. Now here's your host, Craig Revell. The Super GP becomes the Super 600. You know, it holds a very, very important part of of our annual season. So whatever we can do to help the government uh, and others uh, get this event um, back on its uh, back on its feet, we will do absolutely without question. Gretschley Sprint Gas Racing and teaming up your regular drivers could be out from 2010. We preview the Gold Coast today as the lights go out on another edition of the V8 Insiders. Take in the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. Saturday saw the termination of the A1GP contract with the Gold Coast Events Management. The series, which had signed a five-year agreement, did not make it to their first event. With the series in financial strife for some months, it seems the assurances of appearance by A1GP management ran out when the cars did not arrive on the scheduled date. Greg Hooten told the V8 Insiders about the decision to terminate the A1GP contract. Well, look, we absolutely um, had issued uh, A1GP a termination notice, which took effect on Saturday morning. And uh, look, V8 supercars um, have really stepped up to the plate. I mean, going from the two races to four 150k races um, really has, you know, given people even more racing on track. And then having brought the legends into play, I think really has rounded out the program at such short notice, which is fantastic to actually have that as a positive in terms of having those 600 kilometres. And as you said, being second only to Bathurst in length is is a fantastic result and and a real positive for the event. Hooten said that fans have reacted well to the news that the V8s would be increasing their involvement at the Super GP. Given the on-track activity that we have secured, um, in fact, uh, we have only had very few refunds issued and, and actually, in fact, have had more support in terms of emails, people ringing up, just saying, what a great program, we're going to be there. But Hooten would not be drawn into comments about if they would be looking for another open wheel series to rejoin the V8s in the future. Our focus now is um, get over this weekend, let's have a great race, let's have great four days of motorsport and then sit down and review um, where we want to take the event and how far we want to take it. I mean, let's remember next year's the 20th anniversary and they're the sorts of things we'll focus on at the end of the event. But uh, let's have a a fantastic four-day motorsport festival and move on. Cole Hitchcock from V8 Supercars Australia told the V8 Insiders that they had been working on an alternate plan in case the A1GPs didn't fulfil their contract for a while, but not 
for a great deal of time. We didn't plan that far in advance, but certainly um, with, with the direction and leadership of uh, the sports minister here, uh, Phil Reeves, um, yeah, we did start looking at, 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 at other options uh, a few days out from when we actually got the news on Saturday. Hitchcock said the series did look at 300-kilometre events, but the nature of the tight and fast Gold Coast track would not allow teams to prepare for a mini-enduro situation. You would chew through that many sets of brakes, it would end up a, a, an absolute procession. Once your brakes go here on this Gold Coast track, they're gone. Um, I, I, you know, we did debate a two by 300 concept, there's no question, and that was the reason why we chose not to do it. Um, because uh, you know, then you'd have to be talking pad changes, and it's not necessarily the pad uh, that is always the trouble, it's the rotor, you know, and uh, changing rotors is a big deal. Um, and the nature of the track, we believe, um, wouldn't allow two by 300. And as I say, we, we did discuss it. It was on top of our agenda um, initially, but uh, we reverted back to the 150k um, format at this particular track because um, of those factors. And we want to make sure that those races are the best quality and the best action that we can provide rather than, you know, fall into line and follow the leader, which is probably what would happen over a longer distance. Cole Hitchcock explained how the additional races would work to championship points. We had to maintain the integrity of the points and still have the same amount of points on offer across the entire weekend as we would have in the, in the, in the previous form by having effectively a 300-kilometre race each day. So we've gone up a clock, but those races will be in two parts. So uh, 150k in the morning on Saturday uh, and 150k in the afternoon on Saturday basically add up to... Um, uh, add up to one race. So if you finish 12th in race one in the first race on Saturday, you will start 12th in the second race on Saturday. We did ask for clarification as to whether the Part B would start from a standing start or perhaps from a rolling start. Unfortunately, at this time, we have not had clarification. Dick Johnson will join his son Stephen as Grand Marshals for this weekend's event. The Queensland icon spoke about the honour. Well, that's something uh, was certainly unexpected, but at the end of the day, it's it's a real accolade, and uh, I'm very proud to be uh, part of the whole thing because I think that you know the ongoing uh, of this event is absolutely crucial, not only to the Gold Coast but certainly to our championship, and uh, I think just the the people and the, and the way the whole thing is run will uh, really get excited about the way the, the cars are going to run this weekend. Stephen Johnson was also thrilled to have the Grand Marshal role. I've been coming here since the first one. Obviously, didn't race in the first one, but it's our backyard. You know, this is where we grew up. Um, we live on the coast. Um, you know, it's sort of sort of part of our family, I guess, in a way. And um, you know, we treat this as as our own event. Stephen is looking forward to the changes in the format. You know, to do an extra couple of 150k races. You know, the fans are going to love it. You know, there's four starts over the weekend. There's four times that um, 28 cars are going to be barreling into that first chicane and um, there's going to be action aplenty. And they're longer than last year too. So it's going to be very tough on the drivers, very tough on the cars. But, um, you know, it's an integral part of the Gold Coast, I think. And, um, you know, with what we're doing, I think that, um, you know, it's going to show that, um, you know, we can support this, um, this event wholly and solely with V8 Supercars. Kelly Racing was one of the first teams to support the new format, with Todd Kelly saying that the race meeting will be better than ever for the fans. And uh, I've got no doubt that uh, we'll put on a show that everybody will be pretty happy with. 
the Gold Coast at 600 kilometres will be the biggest spectacle and the toughest event of the year. Well, surface is one of the hardest tracks that we go to uh, physically and mechanically. It's uh, extremely hard on the cars and the brakes, and with the temperature, it's it's quite hard physically. So it'll be definitely the hardest race we have done over the past at that track, and it'll, uh, it'll sort the fit guys out from the... Uh, from the guys that aren't so fit, especially on Sunday. Rick Kelly says for the perfect left but surface paradise, you cannot avoid hitting the walls. It's a track I really enjoy. It's got a lot of different sections and you don't put a fast lap together there without hitting the wall at least once or twice or scraping the wall at least once or twice. Um, And that makes it a lot of fun. It's a place that I've had um, some pace at in the past and brought home a surfboard and a different event for us. Todd Kelly said that with Bathurst out the way, Kelly Racing will be pulling out all the stops to get their first win of the season. Well, it's uh, the right time of the year for us. We've really got our cars sorted, both the Jack Daniels racing cars with uh, myself and Rick are are right where they need to be. And uh, Rick and I both love the track. It's an awesome place to do a really good lap there. You've got to rub the car on the walls on both sides and, uh, and it's really enjoyable. So we can't wait to get up there for the first time with our new team. In other news now, Jeff Gretsch has left Sprint Gas Racing to pursue other interests. This follows the team's best performance of the year, a fourth placing at Bathurst. Gretsch was appointed the managing director of Sprint Gas Racing in August 2007 and will be replaced by another former HRT man and Sprint Gas Racing's engineering manager, Mike Henry. The V8 Supercar Board will this week meet to discuss a range of matters, including reviewing the finances for the past 12 months. One of the other topics for discussion will be if drivers should be required to stay with their own cars for the Enduros, or if the current pairing of regular main game drivers is the best way of growing the sport. Certainly the idea of keeping main game drivers apart will increase the demand on the best of the hired guns. And that's the news on the V8 Insiders. After the break, Tony Shebecki and Jacob Black will be along. And then later, we'll give you last week's white flag lap that we ran out of time for with Lee Hanacek's Orc on Steel Bathurst Weekend. Controversy Corner is next when we return with more on the V8 Insiders. Hi, I'm Rick Kelly from Jack Daniels Racing and you're listening to the V8 Insiders. Take in the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining us this week from SEN's On The Grid, it's Tony Shebecki. Good evening, Tony. G'day, Craig. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. And from P101 Publishing, it is Jacob Black. Good evening, Jacob. G'day, Craig. How are you going? Not too bad as we get set for, well, I'm calling it the Super 600 because with the A1GP out, it looks like a 600k race is going to be the second biggest on the V8 supercar calendar, Jacob, it's uh, interesting to see how quickly the V8s were able to react to the news. Really interesting, and um, I've, had, I've heard some interesting names for it as well, anything from A0GP to 
Sasha's are just super, but um, it, it's it, they've stepped up, and full credit, I think, to them that they've stepped up to fill that void to make sure that fans have got um, have got something to look at. Um, but geez, it's going to cost them a bit. There's going to be some brake rotors and tyres and fuel ta- fuels and running costs that. Uh, they probably wouldn't have, we're banking on this late in the season. Well, the good thing, of course, Tony, is that a, the management of the Super GP is picking up a lot of those additional tabs, tyres, brake rotors, and so on. So the teams are going to be compensated. Yeah, and look, they had to. I mean, the, the teams wouldn't have agreed to do it if uh, that wasn't the case. I mean, budgets are stretched to the absolute maximum at the moment, so the fact that uh, they're going to get a little bit of compensation there really helps. And look, this, this would have been... A plan B, I'm sure, uh, at the V8 Supercar headquarters up there on the Gold Coast for a long time. I reckon this might have just been on the drawing board just waiting because I'm sure you guys have had the same feeling as I have had for a while that these A1s weren't going to be coming and there was going to be some issues with that happening. And uh, unfortunately, that's the way it uh, proved. So it was great that they had something ready to to throw in uh, to the mix. And it's great that the team's accepted it and really looking forward to it. Actually, a, a 600k race, uh, I mean, normally uh, normally the, the two races that we have at the Gold Coast are exciting. We get to see it four times now, so be guaranteed of some action, no doubt. Jacob, it is important to realise that the points are over the course of the days, not over each race. So if you finish in fifth, you're going to start from fifth. You don't get fifth place points in the first race, and if you happen to win the second race... You only you get first place points. You are just going to get yeah. first place points in that second race. Yeah, it, it is interesting that um, that it's like that. But I mean, as as many of the drivers have said this week in media around the place, four races, four opportunities for a DNF. It's especially at a place like there. But um, uh, it'll be interesting how they approach whether or not the first race is a, is really a very cautious affair. Or um, whether or not they can't stop that red mist descending. Mm. And have, that you is... seen, have you ever seen a cautious race at the Gold Coast, though? Mm. Well, <laughs> it, it is interesting. Jamie Wincup has won, uh, has won all three races there last year in the old format, and he would like to get at least one win this weekend just to get Triple Eight back in the forefront of everyone's mind because everyone's been talking HRT and Holden since the Bathurst domination. And rightly so since the Phillip Island uh, win as well. Uh, not a domination there, of course, but definitely a very solid win. So HRT right in the forefront of everyone's mind. And I suppose Holden, as an extension of that, is too to the fact that they got nine out of the ten place getters at Bathurst, so out of the top ten. An amazing effort by uh, the boys in red. So, it'll, yeah, Ford will be looking to really fight back in this one, and that's why I just don't think we're going to see any caution taken. Blokes are going to be going and going hard to make sure that they put their... Uh, their mate back uh, either up on back on the grid or on the podium or uh, keep it up there where it is at the moment so I think we're in for some really interesting races and it does throw up uh, a lot uh, for the guys up the front you know in regards to Davison and Wing Cup they're probably the guys that may be going a little bit cautious they're the guys that are going to want to finish race uh, 1B and 2B at the end and up the front I mean geez it would be disastrous for uh, Winkup wouldn't it if he was to be shunted in 1A and then uh, started from the back of the grid for 1B and ended up not getting too many points so they're the guys that probably will be but I think the guys at the back it's uh, you know pedal to the metal and and that's the critical thing isn't it because we don't really know how the rules are going to be placed so that if you do come out in race 1A on lap 2 
are you going to be, um, what is it, 72 laps down with no hope of getting any decent points in Part B, which is where, you know, where the checker flag drops, that's where the money is going to be paid. So it is interesting times ahead, but one thing's for sure, fans are not going to be disappointed about this format. I don't think you'd have too many hardcore A1GP fans going to this race, Jacob. No, I don't, I don't think so. I think, um, I think any fans that aren't there for V8 supercars um, were always there for the festival and the party anyway. And I think as long as the Gold Coast keeps turning that on, which I think it's, it's well placed to do, then then uh, that won't change. And so 95% of people there that go there that are motorsport fans go there um, for the V8s, I think, this year. And, uh, and so I can't see that being a problem. Mm. Well, before we go to the break, it is interesting. The calendar has undergone a lot of changes this year. The Super 600 at uh, the Gold Coast and, of course, no race in the Middle East. Phillip Island, we're going to talk about that, but what are your thoughts on the second Phillip Island race? Firstly, Tony Shebecki. Uh, yeah, no, I'm happy with that. Uh, being a Victorian, it's great for us down here and the fact that we uh, get to see the V8 supercars down here again. And I think, I think it all came down to logistics at the end of the day. From what I understand, the only two tracks that were available and ready to do it were Winton and Phillip Island. And uh, look, with no disrespect to Winton, I love the old girl. But uh, I think Phillip Island just has uh, much more sex appeal, I suppose, when it comes to V8 supercars. It may not get the crowd, uh, but then all of a sudden you've got to look at, you know, Winton's a two-and-a-half, three-hour drive from Melbourne anyway. So, look, I think you know, the diehards are going to come. It's going to be a good weekend. Uh, and, you know, they'll be supported. There's no doubt about that. But let me just say, too, that I don't have an issue with the 600Ks in the Gold Coast. I'm not sure how you guys feel, but I think it's fantastic that we do have three Enduros slap bang in this period here. I think it's just a great break from the from the sprint series that we do have for the, the rest of the year. And, you know, we've had the two Enduros. Why not make it to three and just give us a little bit of uh, an extra variance? Mm, I know. I'm it, a fan it, of that it too. It has. It's been like an encore at a rock concert. It's been yeah. good. Mm. Yeah, exactly. All right, we'll take a break here on the V8 Insiders and be back with plenty more. Gas and go next. The views expressed on V8 Insiders, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect those of the network, Thunder Media, sportradio.com.au or V8X Magazine. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Hi, I'm Craig Lowndes from Team Vodafone. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Take in the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. It's Gas and Go time. Gas and Go brought to you by V8X Magazine. And uh, keep watching the newsstands because whilst you get the V8X with FPR's disaster all spelt out for you from before Bathurst, you can certainly catch all the latest news in the upcoming edition with all the Bathurst recap and plenty more. V8X on sale now. They bring you Gas and Go. Guys, what does the Gold Coast have to do to ensure that a standalone V8 supercar race is successful? Firstly, to you, Jacob Black. Oh, I think that um, 
they need, the things that they need to do that it's successful, as I said before, they need to um, have the step up and fill the the off track, the on track void, which they've done. Um, make sure that there's some good support categories there, and I think there are with the muscle cars and that sort of thing uh, getting out there. They need to keep sort of that party atmosphere that they always have turned on, um, business as usual, and hopefully they can do that. There needs to be the meeting, meter maids and the, the Miss Super GP and all of those parties and things. Um, they really need to just keep those going because there's still going to be a lot of people there that ready to go and, and have a good time. Um, even without some of those guys from the A1GP. Mm. Tony? And that'll definitely keep happening. There's no doubt about that. That's what the Gold Coast is renowned for, is party. That'll keep going. I like the idea Kevin Bartlett brought up during the week in the fact that maybe we should look at turning this into Australia's Goodwood Festival and turning it into a festival of motorsport. Not a bad idea, guys. The V8 step up, they take the number one spot, but then you've got the uh, the old cars and, and the, uh, the Legend series that we've got uh, starting up this year in regards to Johnson and Grice and those sort of guys going around. I like it. I think let's have more of that. Let's get a few more of the older the older fashion cars out there. Let's get the Biardi boys out there and turn this into a real big festival of motorsport. And I think this will be going for a long, long time. To you, Tony. And how... Well, I think this has been the most traumatic season in V8 supercar histories with the, the Bahrain change and now this late change to the Super GP. What about you? Yeah, look, I think it's fantastic that uh, V8, I think, have really shown this year just how flexible they can be and how adaptable they can be to conditions. I mean, Bahrain was probably the most sensible decision that has been made at, uh, at board level uh, in the V8 for a long, long time. It was going to be stupid going there in a couple of weeks and then going back there a few months later. They were fortunate enough to be able to get that date change. So, uh, yeah, look, I, I think you're right. It has been traumatic to an extent, but I think uh, the, the, the trauma hasn't been, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Death-defying, I suppose. It's been stuff that probably had to happen. It's happened. It's behind us. Everyone's got through it. And, uh, you know, we'll live to see another day. Jacob? Oh, I, I agree. I mean, we had um, probably, and all of the things that have happened have sort of been a blessing in disguise. There's been, you know, a slap with one hand, but a but a, pat, a hug with the other, if you want, because we we lost a team during the year. That was, that was sad for that team and sad for that driver, but um, but worked out for what Vietsubka's long-term goal was. So that worked. That was okay. That was recoverable. Uh, we had an issue with the Bahrain event, obviously, but um, we're not really losing an event. We're getting a bigger and better event just moved into the next season, and, and we've got Philip Island, so we still get another race there, which is fantastic. So, And, and now with the A1GP, it's, it's just given us this gift of this 600k um, third enduro, if you like. So uh, I think it has been, like Tony said, really great that, that Vertus cars and the sport and the teams have been adaptable. Um, yeah, it's been traumatic. There, there'll be a lot of people, doomsayers and, and naysayers, running around, you know, pulling their hair out. But at the end of the day, um, we're in some pretty stressful times, and I think all things considered, we've weathered them pretty well at the sport. Okay, it's really, it's really shown the professionalism of the sport. I think that's what I was trying to say. Is that it's not just a it's not just a, uh, a sport now you know, where we've just got some cars running around a track. It is a fully-fledged 100% business, and I think it's really shown that it can survive anything. Okay, quickly now, who is the best of the enduro specialists out there, Tony? Whew, is, I think uh, Garp Tanner was fantastic. I'm talking uh, about think... non-main game drivers, though. Oh, non-main game drivers? Uh, 
where do I look? Where do I look? No one... It's hard to say who is... No one really stood out as being absolute... Because when you look at the top teams, they were all filled by, by big names. So I suppose... Ritter and Bernard nearly won the race, though, Tony. Yeah, I, look, I suppose they did, but at the end of the day, they didn't. So if you're going to give them the award, then you, you've got to give it give it to them, I suppose. But at the end of the day, I, I, I still think that uh, the, the regular drivers still have it over the uh, the guys that just come in for the Enduros. Mm, OK, Jacob? Well, yeah, Ritter and Bernard, I think, are with the specialists. Um, I'd like to see... I, I think that we could maybe get some a bit more out of the foreign guys if we of the um overseas drivers if we brought them back more regularly. Um maybe if we had someone make it, you know, a three year commitment and have guys out three years in a row we might get one of those guys doing a bit more things, which I think would be good for the sport and good for interest as well. But yeah, for my mind, I mean Ritter and Bernard, they really had cracking pace. They had it at Phillip Island as well as at Bathurst. Um there was a point in the race Phillip Island, where they were the only drivers in the 34s. The leaders were doing 35s. They were the only ones doing 34s after that horrible start. So I think um, I think there's a lot to be said for that pairing. All right, then. How would you rate the wild card entries in the Enduros? And, Jacob, would you let them continue? <laughs> um, probably not, no. Um, I think... Uh, we saw that Andrew Fisher perhaps had an unhealthy fascination with the wall at the cutting. I think we saw um, we saw that um, Brad Lyon, Damien Assailant, while they did a really good job and stayed trouble-free, they didn't have that mechanical, but they weren't really on the pace. And I think that um, the the Winterbottom incident with, with Sam Water and Tags Douglas sort of showed what guys who aren't really used to um, what happens in the main game, you know, what can happen, because I think that... Um, if that had been a main game driver coming up behind, they would have understand the first movement that the six car made and, and maybe not had that incident with the wall. Um, maybe if there's wild cards, they'd, have, they'd be um, you know, run by a main game team and they'd be people like a Ritter or a Bernard or a, or a Thompson or someone who's, who's a bit more credentialed um, and maybe not just uh, guys stepping up because they can afford it. Tony? Um, I mean that with all respect. I'm going to go with something right out of left field here, and I'm going to go with an India or a Daytona type solution to the the wild cards. They have to make sure these guys have got laps at Bathurst in the past, and whether that means they've got to enter a car into the 12 hour so they get time at Bathurst, or they have a special day in the week leading up to where they have 40 or 50 laps of just circulating around the track. Something has to happen. These guys have to have experience with Bathurst. It, I think the days of just popping up to Bathurst for your first race and making and, and thinking that you're going to survive the duration just ain't there no more. Something has to happen. Let's let's do it. Let's do it the American way. All right then. Finally, uh, Tony, what's been your highlight of the first? Uh, well, the first third of a season. I think just the uh, the, the shake-up, I suppose. The, the fact that even though Triple Eight and, and with Jamie Winkup still leading the championship, he hasn't been dominant in it. And I think the fact that also we've seen some sort of uh, revitalised Holden uh, effort in, in regards to, especially with HRT, but also other guys coming through in regards to Jason Richards and uh, Cameron Covell have been you know, constant performers and, and the like. And there's been a lot of highlights. Uh, to pick one or two would be unfair. I think the fact that even you know, Will Davison has been able to make such a the, the great transition from uh, the Jim Beam team to HRT. A lot of highlights. This, this has been my favourite season for a long, long time. Okay, Jacob? 
Yeah, it's been turbid, and that's been what's great. I think the control tyre, sorry, not the control tyre, the sprint tyre um, is one of the best things that's come out of this season, and that's shaking things up. I think there's um, Will Davidson's sort of just come into his own as soon as he's hit the, that HRT garage. Um, I was really, I liked Michael Caruso's breakthrough win. That was a good one. So, and the and uh, I think it was Russell Ingalls' tyre strategy with the sprint tyres at um, Winton. That was, you know, rotating that front onto the rear. That was fantastic. So, I, I think that's been, yeah, just the the turbulence of this season's made it so interesting. Mm. Okay, guys. Finally, uh, that's gas and go for another week. Brought to you by VRX Magazine. Who's going to win at the Super Six Hundred? Jacob Black. Uh, I'm going to go with Will Davison. And Tony Shebeki? I would so like to be different to you. But I, don't want, I, I can't. Will Davison for mine. All right, then. Thanks very much to both of you joining us here on the V8 Insiders tonight. Up next, we have a look at the Orcon Steel weekend with how FPR's weekend went from, well, good too terrible over the space of four days. I hope you'll stay with us for that. To ask a question of the V8 Insiders, just email them at v8insiders at sportradio.com.au. Stay tuned for more. Hi, it's Bugs here. Jason Bugwana from the Sprint Gas Racing Team, and you are listening to V8 Insiders. Take in the V8 of the races. You watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. On this week's White Flag Lap, Lee Hanacek takes us through the ups and downs of FPR's 2009 mountain campaign in what I'm calling the Orcon Steel Weekend. Mark Winterbottom, strong start to your campaign at the 2009 Super Jeep Auto Bathurst 1000. Yeah, um, yeah, really good. I think the uh, you know the car we made made improvements. We we had a few mechanical issues that we. Uh, we sorted out, and that, that kept us out of that second practice for quite a while. But um, you know, I didn't really get a good crack at the end. But um, you know, the car car feels really good, and, and both of us are, are pretty comfortable. And you know, we need to do a few tweaks and, and get it a bit better. But um, no, it was a good good day. And obviously, the, you know, the guys only just heard what they said because we're coming late. But the track's in good condition, so the car does feel good. And the times, you know, the, the more you come here. The, the time when you first lap was like a 10 zero instead of a 14 or whatever you used to do. So the confidence is there, um, grip feels good, and, and uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully the car keeps going. Steve Richards, after day one, uh, what are your thoughts at the end of the day? Yeah, mate. Yeah, so far so good. I think it sort of went to went to script basically. Um, tried a lot of things, got some good feedback, and and gives us a good um, platform to go into from tomorrow. Luke Gildon, uh, end of practice today. Uh, what are your thoughts after the first day of practice? Well, I think we've got to be very happy, to be honest. I mean, we've been up, well, been in the top 10 basically all day until everyone put tyres on there towards the end, and we're just not really worried about that at the moment. So I think we ended up P19 there, but I think our real pace is top 10, for sure. Um, Dino and I are both similar pace, and we managed to get into the nines end, and that's what everyone else was doing on, on old tyres. So I think we're pretty happy. Dean Canto, the uh, end of day one here at Mount Panorama. What are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, quite happy with the car um, when everyone was on the same sort of practice tyres. 
we were within the top 10. So, um, yeah, looking forward to putting some green tyres on tomorrow for qualifying. But, uh, you know, we ended up, I think, 18th after the end of practice three, but that's not really where we sort of stand. So when we're on level playing field with everyone with tyres, I think we're quite strong. Mark Winterbottom, you've just finished fourth in the final practice at the Super Chief Auto 1000 at Bathurst. What are your thoughts going into uh, into qualifying this afternoon? Yeah, pretty um, pretty good, I think. Uh, you know, the, the car is, is not too bad. We had an odd set of tyres on to do that time, so put greens on and tidy the car up a little bit. Uh, yeah, which should be, should be somewhere around the money. Weather looks like it's um, coming in a bit, bit, bit darker than what we what we probably hoped. But uh, no, it should be should be good. I can't wait to get out. Put about five sets of greens on over the over the two legs, and can't get in the top ten with that. We're we're not quick enough. First consecutive year you've qualified the Castrol Lorcon Steel FPR Falcon inside the top ten at Bathurst. Congratulations! Yeah, it's um, that's good. We uh, need to make a few little tweaks between now and tomorrow, and to get pole you only have to be in the ten. So uh, we've done half the half the job to get in position to um, to have a crack, and we'll see uh, what the data says tonight and what we come up with, and make sure we uh, we make it a little bit quicker. Steve Richards, uh, uh, you're inside. They're inside the top ten. Good performance. Yeah, yeah. Um, we definitely didn't uh, get didn't get anything. Obviously, the red flag hurt us then, so didn't get a run on that last set of tyres. But um, no, I think we're looking pretty confident. I think you know we've got a car that's that's easily uh, top three and um, qualifying anyway. So no, I think we're looking pretty good. Dean Canto qualified the Orcon Steel Castrol FPR Falcon today in uh, a reasonable result. Yeah, not too bad. I've been quicker around here before, but um, just struggled to find that little bit more everywhere. And uh, our last set of tyres was, was up in the first sector from my quickest, but then a red flag came out. So not that it would have moved up a lot, probably maybe up to 14th or 13th, but um, still quite confident. We were really concentrating on a, a race car this weekend, so because um, last year we did struggle in the race. So um, we have got a fast race car, and you know we started started Phillip Island from 19th, and we got up to for most of the race, so uh, there's no reason why we can't do that here. Luke Gildon, uh, a bit like uh, Philip Island, deja vu. It is a bit, isn't it? Well, hopefully we can obviously get a top 10 result from there, so I'm pretty sure we can. We've, um, we've got genuine pace, I think, just just the experience on green tyres um, may have caught us out a little bit. We changed it to the car and bits and pieces. We had a, I was on a pretty good lap there at the end before it got red flagged, and Jeff definitely would have jumped us up a few. Uh, I'm not sure how many, but, you know, it's a long race on Sunday, and, uh, and, our, and our sort of you know, old tyre pace is very, very good, So, we, as we saw from this morning. So I think, uh, you know, from there, oh, it's not ideal, but, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure we can get a top five result from there, no worries. Frosty, you've just finished final practice. How's the car? How are you feeling going this afternoon shootout? Yeah, it's... Um uh, not not too sure about the car at the moment. It was a bit hard to get tyre temperature up then, but um, always love the shootout, so I'll give it give it all I got and and uh, lean on it a bit harder, and that might um, might put us somewhere around the money. So uh, there we go. Try and get a front row start for five years straight. 
Steve Richard, you've just finished final practice for uh, the Super Jeep Auto Bathurst 1000. How's the car out there this morning? Yeah, look, it felt pretty good on on, uh, on full tank. So I think um, a couple of little changes overnight have helped us a little bit. So yeah, so far so far so good. Steve Canto, final practice for the Super Jeep Auto Bathurst 1000 finished. Uh, how'd it go out there? Yeah, pretty good. Um, we've been concentrating on our race setup all weekend, so uh, back to back to program and really concentrating on a race setup again then. And uh, Luke went out first, uh, some green tyres, but low fuel just to see what the car's like on light tanks. Straight to full tanks, and um, you know the car's balance was really good. Uh, can get quite good adjustment out of the roll bar adjustment, and uh, the car seems to be responding quite well. So um, you know times were respectable for a full tank run, and uh, we're quite happy at the moment. Luke Yildon, uh, end of final practice. There's now less than 24 hours left to go for the, to the start of the Bathurst 1000. How do you prepare from now until then? Gee, the pressure's on when you put it that way, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I think um, obviously the car was pretty good then on uh, on uh, race sort of spec, race tyres. We're in the top 10 for sure there, so that's um, that's always a good sign. It gives you more confidence leading into the race for sure. Um, preparing wise, we just make sure we. Uh, you know, drink a lot of water, get hydrated, and probably a few little things to look over the data and try and tune the car up a fraction. I'm still not totally happy with it. Um, but other than that, just look forward to the race and get up early tomorrow and start the biggest day of your career. Mark Winterbottom, uh, a strong lap there on the Castrol Orcon Steel FPR Falcon, position three for tomorrow's great race. Yeah, good, um, uh, good lap, but you know, it's very hard to do one lap trying to get the front tyres up, so um, only missed the front row by half a tenth, so uh, a little bit disappointing. I thought, I thought the car had a bit more in it, but every time you make changes, you're going into these one laps unknown, so uh, we'll take third and see how we go tomorrow. It's, it's a good starting position, top three again, and and um, see where we end up. We gotta move move. We gotta plan the plans. We gotta move the rules. We gotta plan the stand. Steve Richards, uh, really pleased with the result. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, 07 we were on pole, 08 we were second, and 09 we're third. There's, there's nothing wrong with those those grid positions over the last three years. So, um, no, Frosty did a great job then in, in, in very changeable conditions. It was getting drier and drier, and. Um, you know, we're, I think we're looking good. You know, I really, really feel that um, we've, we've ticked a lot of boxes. We've been very um, self-analytic of our of our performance this weekend. And I think um, wait and see what happens tomorrow. Mark Winterbottom. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, 2009 isn't going to be your year at, ba- year at Bathurst. Disappointing because uh, the the car is is really good and and um, yeah, this was our, I feel this was our best crack to have a have a, a win here and the car was I was on two two stint old tyres about 40 laps. Other guys were on fresh ones and they're only half a second quicker. So I guarantee you get that with tyres and and probably a, a lot more. So um, yeah, one that that got away again and. We'll go back to our homework and 2010 we'll come and, and try and do it all again, but um, definitely one that slipped through the hands of, of FDR. Frosty, did you notice anything uh, with the car or when did you first notice there was an issue? Uh, I 
Oh, I saw a bit of smoke. I heard a, a rattle, which kept looking in the rear to see what was going on. Saw a bit of smoke, and then thought she have to, you know, have to pit. Got into pit lane, and that's when the the fire started. So, um, yeah, it was good to good to get in, but you know, I was lucky the safety crew were there to put the fire out, and um, you know, pull over, hop out now, go back, cheer on car five, and hope that they come home with a win because we've still got one car in it. So, um, focus on them now. Which, uh, unfortunately, uh, the end of the day at Bathurst. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, clear, clearly, it's not what we're not where our expectations were. Um, but you know, we, we can't do anything about that. We've had had a had a little bit of an issue, obviously, or a, quite a big issue. Um, the cars don't work very well when, when they're on fire, so um, I, I'm not sure what the what the problem was. We had, had a little bit of a battery battery drama there. Um, in the early part of the race, it wasn't really affecting the speed, but um, yeah, I'm not sure if it's related to, to that problem or not. Picano, yourself, you made a great start. Um, what were the conditions out there in the first few laps? Oh, they, they were a little bit slippery, but it was it was pretty good. What, the guys. Um, I got the guys to take a little bit of pressure out because it was going to dry. It was going to dry pretty quickly, um, and that 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 definitely worked well. Although the the problem was after make a a good start, but then um, turn two where the pressures are, are a bit low, then you then you struggle a little bit for early early car pace. But then slowly over the next few laps, um, you know we we managed to will will reel in and pull wheel reel will in and. Um, and pull away from James and, and Lounsey. So, anyway, that, that's the way it goes. Canto were unfortunately not quite the end you were looking for here at Mount Panorama today. Yeah, definitely not. Um, the car was really strong, and uh, although we had a few extra pits up, we were still in the hunt. And um, just towards the end of that stint there, the, the back of the car was sort of just on the high speed stuff, a little bit edgy. And um, just on that lap, coming over the skyline, as I got on the brakes, the back, the back of the car stepped out, and then I, um, as I've straightened it, locked the wheel, but then sort of tried to go straight through the grass, and the car just wouldn't stop and uh, obviously clipped the wall on the right and then shoot, shot me off over to the left hand side so uh, a fair amount of damage to the car which is uh, not the way I want to end it, sorry to the guys I guess. Luke Gildon running very strongly for the majority of the day here at Mount Panorama, uh, unfortunately uh, a heartbreaking end. Yeah I'm not quite sure what happened there, we, um, we sort of gave Dino a bit of a target like at 10-8 or something like that to try and push a little bit harder so we could try and make a few stop spots up in that last pit stop, we were running um, Totally different strategy to the leaders. We were running a little bit longer, so we would have had a shorter fill for the last stint, and we would have left Dino in the car because uh, it hopefully probably wouldn't have been enough time to do a driver change. So, yeah, he was into the end, and uh, obviously I haven't spoken to him yet, but um, he's made a mistake trying to push, probably, obviously trying to push a bit hard and overstep the marker fraction. Uh, Luke, this place it's uh, it's a tough tough choice, but uh, you guys have done yourself proud this weekend. Yeah, I mean, I think we've both driven well over the weekend. The car's shown really good pace uh, in different sessions over the course of the day. Um, 
I think we had a pretty good strategy there. A little bit disappointing that my uh, right leg went numb in my um, second stint. Um, car wasn't totally right in that first stint of mine either. We, we tuned it up for Dino's stint, made the car a lot quicker. So I think we had some positives out of the weekend for sure. I mean, uh, we both drove well. Obviously, just Dino just uh, made a bit of a bullet in the end. Well, perhaps I should have called it the Orcon Steel Grill. My thanks to Lee Hanacek, who, uh, well, really has put in a big effort there for us on the V8 Insiders. I hope you enjoyed that look through the ebbs and flows of a team from Thursday right through to race day. That's it for another week on the V8 Insiders. My thanks to Jacob Black and Tony Shebecki for joining us here as the checker flag waves over for another edition of the V8 Insiders. Keep smiling and bye for now. Join us next week for more V8 Insiders, only on v8x.com.au.